friends, folks of all kinds and creeds, welcome back to Cerulea. <laughs> Wild world of adventure under a multicolored sky. I am Damien Ashcroft, your dungeon master. And joining me at the table today are a whole new cast than you would have seen from last episode. Special guest. Yeah, we're going ham. And cheese. And corn. <laughs> we're going to make some sandwiches. <laughs> totally off the rails. Last episode, of course, we were inside of the orb with Mrs. Mugwort and Elsie and their new friend, Verone, the demon. However, we are smash cutting back out, reversing time to where we left off in episode two. As I mentioned, we're doing a full Game of Thrones book four <laughs> and running the same timeline in the city. So we have playing... Um, what's your fucking name again? Mitochondria <laughs> Hardfire. Thanks. Nice to be here. <laughs> Elizabeth Savage. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Love to see you. And joining Elizabeth are two people who have not yet played on the main podcast. We do have James Edgar Lim here. What's up? Who you may recall from Archibald's Adventure, playing oh. Archibald himself. And we have new member of the show and friend of the show, Amy Esman. Hello. Hey, I feel very squeaky clean and new. Yes. <laughs> I'm very excited to have you both here. They will be playing characters who are going to help mitochondria sort out the mess that has been made in the city. Why is the city mess always mine to clean up? This is what I want to know. That's the thing, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I made the mess. I did not make this mess. Oh. <laughs> I mean, my brother was responsible. I get it. Once in the family. Um, yeah. the family. <laughs> it's the hero's calling, you know. Yeah. So we will find out a little bit more about their characters as they become apparent. Uh, and that's, that's, that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. My character all. is called Torfina, though. Torfina. Torfina. Uh, what about you, James? Oh, my character's name is Abraham North. Abraham. Fuck yeah. Tor and Abe. Cool. So we'll find out a little more about Tor and Abe in a moment. Just to quickly recap, rewind back to episode two. Um, the great debate ahead of the city council election has just been going on. We are in the stadium, in the centre, in the heart of the city. The stadium is packed with many thousands of eager audience members. Mitochondria and her Red Guard have organised to secure the venue. The debate has gone on between Elsie, the incumbent Lord Thickboy, and Allura of the House Sunfang. Thickboy! Um, Don't love cheer him. for him. <laughs> God. Yeah. Who's Sonny one? <laughs> uh, the debate was leaning ever so slightly towards Elsie, but before it could be concluded, Timothy Hartfire has escaped from prison, found the orb hidden in a dungeon below the stadium, mitochondria having been alerted by Archibald the mouse. And casually shut myself. <laughs> arrived at the dungeon containing the orb, having fully shut herself. I thought you were going to mention that. Yeah, it's too funny. Not <laughs> to to it I can't do it. It's too good. I was going to say, like, at least not going into the orb, you have a chance to take a shower. <laughs> Before you then go. It's yeah. true. Uh, so. And I'm justified in having shut myself because of this whole thing. No one knows on. it was because of anything That's else. That's it. The first um, half hour, an hour of this session. <laughs> How are you taking a shower? <laughs> Roll to take a shower. <laughs> you got to get right in those crevices. Oh, the tail makes Clean things complicated. The armor as well. That's it. Uh, so mitochondria is in the dungeon. She sees Timothy. He's already turned on the orb. She does her best to control him through magic and through force, but he's unsuccessful. The violet magic is too strong. He grabs the off switch off of the orb as Gwyneth appears in the stadium itself. The warlock Gwyneth, Timothy's left hand and teacher in the ways of the drowned rat. Gwyneth, having been attacked by Elsie, has caused this huge fissure to open up, exposing the stadium to the dungeon and the orb itself, creating a lovely slippery dip, which Elsie and Mugwort have flown down and entered. We've Elsie and Mugwort are inside the orb. Timothy backflips into the orb with the off switch. And mitochondria, seeing all of her friends and family disappear into this strange device, has thought better of the greater safety of the city at large. There are still 500 plus thousand people out here who may be hurt if this thing is allowed to continue and has swung her hammer, smashed the orb, which has blasted out a tremendous, tremendous violent explosion, knocking her ass over tit. It's my new favourite expression. Ass over tit. And that is where we are at this very moment in time. How exciting. I 
won't get you to roll for initiative just yet. <laughs> okay, so that's how the adventure's going to go. Explain the situation, <laughs> and then you can roll for initiative. <laughs> Mitochondria, you have that movie moment where you sort of like blearily, your head is spinning, you've just been blasted by this violet energy, there's a ringing in your ears, you feel uh, a soft but sturdy hand on your shoulder as Amy Torfina enters with another red guard in tow to survey the scene. <laughs> Beautiful. My blood lord. <laughs> Tor? Are Is you? That you? Oh, oh, good God. Um, let me just take one of my patches off. I'm going to make you a, a, a clothing change room for changing your <laughs> clothes. Oh, before you can get too deep into that, there are screams, terrified and horrendous screams from the stadium above. <laughs> Um, oh, I mean, oh. you see this uh, strange flickering shape. It's hard to kind of get a direct eye line from down here, but something appears to be flashing above in the stadium and people are freaking oh, good the God, fuck what is that? out. Uh, Tofina and Mitochondria, you sort of scramble up. Mitochondria with your 20 strengths is more than enough to get up there and you arrive back in the stadium. So what the place is a fucking mess. There are people screaming and running. About half of the stands were filled with people who are now trying to get to their exits. Uh, there's this huge fissure. The stage is a wreck. Um, Lucretia, not Lucretia, Lucretia's safely up in the box. Allura had stabbed Lord Thickboy, having been under the spell of Gwyneth to see enemies uh, mm. in, in every corner. She has since been sort of held down by the Red Guard and kind of is shaking it off. Lord Thickboy, of course, is standing up on the stage and bleeding from a wound. Um, Peter Piper is doing his best to sort of direct traffic, but there is this fucking... I want to... Read the description ever so slightly. This thing is called an aberrant abstraction. This large, undulating shape in kaleidoscopic shapes, colours, patterns. This thing's form is ever-shifting. It's about eight feet in any given dimension at a time, but never stays the same shape more than a second. Thick boy? Injured. Injured. Allura? Shaking the spell off. Okay, so... Otherwise uninjured at this point in time. Allura could help. Yes. Who was the other person? Peter Piper Peter is also Piper. In the, on the sands. And he's crowd control. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yes, yes. Allies will be acting in this. Um, yes. If you know the true appearance of an abstraction is their very existence is antithetical to reality and the sane minds that inhabit it. This is from Kibble's Compendium of Craft and Creativity, my new favourite homebrew. <laughs> to most, they appear as flashing, flickering, shadowy things of writhing and ever-changing features. The most often reported of which include tentacles, eyes and mouths. I want to say it's got like, you know when you watch an MRI image in transit, you know, its whole body is always kind of doing this undulating, changing, flashing of patterns. Mm, makes me think of an octopus. That's it. Uh, their appearance <laughs> seems to be an illusionary construct of mortal minds trying to cope with the intersection of reality and abstract unreality. And piercing that veil with true sight drives most creatures instantly mad. Luckily, none of you have true sight, so you're okay for now. I think I saw this creature while tripping the other day. <laughs> it's a trip. So the orb appears to have released this creature into the stadium. You see it appear in the stands, writhe tentacles, a couple of people just grab their heads and like fall over with nosebleeds. So it this then... thing doesn't look physical. It doesn't look like I can actually touch it. Um, it's appearing, it? it's again, it's it's a bit of both. I'll say you see like a person just swing a bat at it and it appears to make contact. Okay, but so there's they, some they physicality it to it. Uh, it then instantly, you see it like flicker out of existence and reappear on the other side of the stadium instantaneously, exploding oh, a whole bunch goody. of other people. And now I would like you all to roll for initiative. Oh, oh no. So you, I've got a 13. I rolled an 11 in total. 8 plus 3, 11. Okay. You have a higher modifier than Abe, though, I'm betting. Yep. Awesome. You guys are all right next to each other in the order. It's beautiful. So, Tofina and Mitochondria, you are on the sands. I'm going to divide the stadium itself up into regions. There's, like, the sands itself and then, like, four quadrants of the stands. The sands and the stands. Yeah, That's I'm not going to get confused already. at all. <laughs> Each of which takes, say, a full dash action to cross. So if you spend a turn moving, you can get from one region of the stadium to another. This thing appears to be able to teleport kind of across the whole stadium in one go. And we're on the sand now. Okay. Uh, Abe, I would like you to roll a four-sided dice mm -hmm. to see which quadrant you actually start in. Three. Uh, we'll call that west. Um, allies have their own kind of thing going on, so act for yourselves. And uh, at the end of the turn, we'll see kind of who of the people in the crowd might be able to jump to your assistance in this turn. Yes. So which quadrant do we show up? Uh, you two are on the sands, so you're in the oh, centre okay, right. okay. area. Okay, the first thing that happens is the abstraction goes. Now, 
are at the start of this thing's turn. Unstable location. The aberrant abstraction teleports to a random non-aberration creature within 120 feet. So I'm going to roll a six-sided dice to see where in the stadium it teleports to. Uh, it goes to quadrant four, and you can see as it appears, this undulating force seems to tear the air apart. One guy fully turns inside out. It's the full Cronenberg. This <laughs> 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 poor, like, halfling dude. Uh, somebody else, again, falls Warning, to the ground. Warning, imagery with blood coming may out be eyes. disturbing to um, some listeners. Hey, beautiful. It's a clusterfuck, but none of you are in the line of fire this turn. Uh, then we're going to lead off with mitochondria. All right, I'm, I've taken in what's going on. I'm trying to figure out what the hell to do about it. First thought that I have is, where the fuck am I, Red Guard? Gone. Like, bits, me, and, bits and pieces of them are everywhere. Bits and bits and um, pieces? Yeah. I, don't, I made Aww. you a change It's room. an absolute clusterfuck. <laughs> there, were, there were, you know, two or three at every gate, so they were Red Guard at the entrances and exits trying to get people okay, out. Okay, they're not... Okay, uh, they're good. You okay. had a couple of snipers up in the Lord's yes. boxes. They're taking pot shots with crossbows. Um, so the Red Guard are in the room and Active for okay, sure. Cool. I thought I meant by bits and pieces side. that they were in bits and pieces. Oh, some of them are in bits and pieces, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Tor, um, can you do me a, a really big favor and try and figure out where my mom is? Tor, go ahead and make a perception check. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do a perception check. 12 plus 7, so 19. 19. On a 19, you can see from the stand straight to Heartfire's box. Lucretia is up there. You can see like at least the top of her head. She's kind of ducking and covering, but kind of looking. She's got her kobold's friend and maybe two or three red guard all kind of standing around. They seem to just be sort of taking cover up there. Which quadrant? I want to say it's either one or two, evens or odds. It's number one. They're in quadrant run, like right up the top of the stadium as well. So that's like another movement even from the stands to get to the Lord's box. All right. She's playing hide and seek in quadrant one. All right. Thanks, uh, mate. Lovely. Well, obviously, I'm going to try and clean up the mess that I've made. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and run over to four and yep. throw a javelin at it. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was an aggressive <laughs> dice roll. I forgot that it was. Oh, for <laughs> sakes. Yeah, okay. So I'm yeah. not going to get anything with death roll. I got a natural three. She probably does have a head injury, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I do have an excuse at this point. Um, Somebody in the car. It's uncomfortable oh, to move oh. in her pants. I'm going to say the um, blast from the orb recharges your channel divinity. Oh, bless you, sir. <laughs> if you want to get a divine strike off. For once. For once, yes. And considering I didn't roll a one, let's get that done. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the divine strike adding 10 brings that up to 13, and then your attack modifier on top of that is... Oh, shit. What? I just didn't realise how fucking low this thing's armour class was, but go ahead. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah, we're going to mess it up. <laughs> uh, with plus 17 from your guided strike, a dirty 20 is absolutely a hit. Cool. Seven. Seven points of damage. Yes. Love to see it. Your javelin sinks into this thing. It sort of writhes around it. Your javelin is kind of reduced to splinters having struck the thing, but appears to have drawn its attention somewhat. All right, at that I say, Tor, it's obviously able to be damaged, so I want to get as many red guard down there as possible. I'm kind of torn because she's just asked about her mother, and I'm like, what is her mixed messaging here? Does she want me to go after her mom? Does she really want me to go after the red guard? She can be confusing, so... I asked her to look for my mother. I told her to get the red guard. Follow your orders, girl. I'm still conflicted at this moment. Although... She's kind of being obvious now, so I will I will go get the red guard. So I have this special rogue whistle that I can use without anyone else knowing it's very discreet. And <laughs> a high-pitched elf whistle. Mm-hmm, my roguish ways. And I find this shield that has been dropped by another knight, so I grab this and I decide I'm going to use it as a bit of a, a sled down the sand. Right. So I'm going to use my dexterity. And, as, and as, I, as I do this, I, I sort of like make this gesture for all of the other elves to get their bows out and shoot at the same time. So it's quite a lot of things to do at the same time. I'm trying to juggle <laughs> this shield on this sleigh I've just made. I'm making gestures to my people about shooting this, <laughs> this oct- I don't know, this tentaclaw-like thing that changes and teleports. So cool. there's, a, there's now going to be this sea of arrows. Okay, Excellent. that's great. Nice. Some Legolas shit. Yeah, Fuck yeah. That's right. I've seen my movies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and make a short bow attack. Okay. And this visual is all in slow motion. Yeah. Right? Nineteen. Nice. Hell yeah. Okay. Six nice. and five. So eleven. Oh. Wow. That's pretty good. Later. Yeah. So I've got eleven. Yeah. And then I've got my eight. Yeah. I've got another nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> You picked a good gun, I'm just saying. Why am I, Captain? (laughs) Not for the damage output. Right, reckon. Nice. 
weirdly, it shouldn't have like a kidney to shoot, but somehow you find one. <laughs> I found a kidney. Um, extra arrows, sort of peppering in from the red guard, kind of uh, adding that da- effective damage. Um, and this thing uh, lets out an unearthly shriek. Um, the <laughs> after effect of like a long bell tolling in the deep. Ding. Nice. Hey, uh, from the stands. James, would you like to describe who emerges to engage in combat at this moment? Uh, it's not so much emerges as it is like barely poking out <laughs> of the because um, there's a there's a cobalt, uh, blue cobalt, but like a faded kind of blue with a faded silver stripe down um, his snout and in like leather nice. uh, workman garbs, uh, wearing a pair of glasses and is like. Oh, n- oh no, that that can't be right. Uh, I take off my short-sighted glasses, put on my long-sighted glasses. <laughs> I still see the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess that's really happening. Uh, and how far am I away from... Uh, which quadrant did we say you were in? I believe I was in three. Where's the monster? In four. four. Okay, yeah, it's definitely um, within a hundred feet of your present location. If you want to use movement, you can get sort of okay. within bow shot or... You can dash into area four. Uh, I, I'm going to uh, use 30 feet of movement to get a little closer. And then I will take out a T-shirt cannon that I brought to this occasion. Mm, I nice. thought I was going to use it for fun. Uh, I'm going to stuff some like powder into it. And I'm going to fire it off and cast a uh, fairy fire okay. on this guy. So so that's a DC 13 dexterity saving throw. Okay. It has a minus five to dexterity. Oh, yeah. Rolling a five, it gets a zero. Okay, nice. so, so so like uh, you see like blue and and yeah. yellow kind of lights kind of surrounding this creature, and everybody has advantage on attacking it nice. for the next minute. Love it. Uh, and then on attack rolls. Yeah, we as, have beginner's luck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you guys have survived so far. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, uh, That's what happens when you get thrown in the deep end? <laughs> I have a bonus action, I think. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'll say. Uh, Benny, Benny, do me a favor and get nearer that thing. And then there's a little, like, metallic copper-looking ant creature that kind of pops out of my backpack (laughs) and starts moving towards it. And its speed is 40 feet, so I don't think that quite gets there. Uh, I think it could could dash and, like, be within melee reach. Yeah. Well, it's just going to take 40 feet, and then it automatically takes a dodge action, I think. Okay, cool. Nice. Your ant is now in quadrant three. So, Abe has acted, all of our core party have acted in the thing. Uh, I'm going to make two attacks for Red Guard to see if they can hit it they get an eight and uh six both of which hit Woohoo! this thing has a five armor class what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's resistant to literally everything but it has a five armor class cool i guess this is why the red guy should be side. you know in charge just That's saying right. yeah. uh, cool so a couple of arrows also sort of come in uh it doesn't seem to be terribly minding um Allies. One of your more meaningful allies might step up and make an action. Mm-hmm. I want to fight the thing that'll nearly spell my certain doom. <laughs> That's how I run my life. <laughs> Is the fighting over yet? Am I ready to come in? Are we there yet? Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody please roll a six-sided die. I Tell me what you get. One. Bum, number bum, one. Bum. That's okay. What number actually just determines who it is that comes to your aid. Everyone else is either scrabbling for cover or trying to get close enough to be effective. But Bertrand, this youthful looking halfling in a grey robe with a triangle tricolored symbol. This guy is the leader of the Unified Church of Light, the new Unified Ooh. Church of Light, mm. who has risen up in the city as an organization of some influence. He steps up and is going to shine a radiant light on this creature. Attacking with advantage against an armor class of five means he has to roll two nat ones to miss. He doesn't. (laughs) And he strikes this thing with a guiding bolt. Fuck yeah. Ooh. 16 damage. You notice that this guy fires radiant damage out of his hand and strikes this creature and it appears to fully destabilize it for just a moment in time. Really? I've been forgetting a certain ability. I'm going to double check that. It does, in fact, do that. Yes. Yep. Okay, so radiant damage, hey? Radiant damage. (laughs) Double check. Radiant damage. So... That is your ally action. Bertrand has leapt into the field and we're back to the top of the order, the abstraction. At the start of its turn, it's going to teleport somewhere. I'm just going to say, for the sake of flavour, it's going to jump on top of the person who did it the most damage, which was Miss Tolfina. I'm in the sands. You're in the sands. This thing... (laughs) 
disappears for a moment. You go, hang on. And then you feel this like awful, awful feeling <laughs> drive on the back as this thing teleports ahead behind you. It's, it's like, slimy. It's behind me, isn't it? <laughs> uh, did you guys just see Ooh. that? <laughs> this thing does not need to make an attack roll. It does not allow a saving throw. It just damages you automatically. Whoa. And you take 11 points of force damage as the world just ceases to be correct in your vicinity. I'm on the same page as my blood lord. (laughs) Beauty. It's fun here. Join Um, me. Hell yeah. There's so many more colours. Mitochondria, this thing, now down on the sands with Torfina, is within your movement to approach in melee. Okay. Now, when I uh, transformed back from Aloxodon to a dragonborn... Yeah. My breath weapon changed. Oh, yes, it did. This happened because basically I'd undergone yet another transformation (laughs) and with evolution comes change. That's it. So given the fact that this thing is now right near me, is it within breath weapon range? If you run up to it, it's absolutely within breath weapon range. Excellent. I am going to blow it a kiss. It's going to make, I believe your breath weapon requires a dexterity save. (laughs) Having it minus five to dexterity saves, it's unlikely to succeed. (laughs) It rolls a three, it gets a negative two. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and deal it uh, 2d6 of force damage. 2d6, thank you very much. Nine. Nice. It appears to be like the, the changes become more rapid and somehow even more erratic. And it seems to So what does a radiant damage kiss look like? You tell me. You're well, I am, imagine- I am imagining a Technicolor yawn. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, in the shape of like a fluttering kiss as it floats into the air. I would air. say it's going to like kind of puff the magic dragon vibes. There are sort of like silver and magenta sparkles out of this cloud of gas. Excellent. Yeah. And it stings like sand. Yeah. What's a damage type? Love. <laughs> One of the most painful things in existence. Love drunk is all. Yeah. Nobody's resistant to it. <laughs> Everyone falls. Uh, beautiful. That is your movement and action. Torfina, it is your turn. So I'm still like, by the by, Ooh. you have and told the audience what your character is, yeah, looks yeah. like, who are... Yeah, so maybe <laughs> we should have a, a bit of description. We haven't actually seen you yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually a wood elf. I'm a rogue and I'm in the Red Army, which is why I was right there beside my lord. <laughs> and then, yeah, I've actually got a quite a mixed history. So I, I have like a bit of a tendency to, to steal things. Um, and I used to be quite loved by the elves until they realized that I had this uh, jacket, which actually has all these pockets in there. And um, I used to put things that didn't belong to me in there, like the elvish shoes, which give me like extra, like silent sort of feet. Um, I used to just have a bit of a thing for forks, you know? So like one day they realized there weren't any forks left. Um, <laughs> this is my fork you know, pocket. And, and I have a fork pocket. So like, you know, I, I kind of collect things. But, Fina always um, gives a fork. <laughs> it's, it's my kind of signature, I guess. But uh, yeah, so I um, ended up getting adopted by by the Red God. Sick. And they kind of became my family. So I have a lot of loyalty to to them and I really kind of owe them my life. But then a lot of people owe me theirs as well. So it kind of balances out. Love it, love it, love Mm. it. So just at the start of your turn, I will say this thing causes creatures that start their turn within 10 feet to go slightly mad. So I need you to make a saving throw with your wisdom, please, Torfina. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of wisdom. Good, that might balance me out a little bit. What is required in this kind of situation? (laughs) We need wisdom. (laughs) All right. I got a six. Uh, Plus three. A nine is not quite enough. It'll take a further ten points of psychic damage. (laughs) Just starting near this thing. What's your hit points, baby? So I'm on three right now, guys. (laughs) Dude. Okay, well. That's what happens when you hit hard, okay? You get hit harder. (laughs) There's a lesson there, guys. That's right. I'm I'm used to babysitting everybody. (laughs) We're really going to go through the characters. (laughs) If you want to take a healing potion, it is only a bonus action. Uh, I'm kind of taking that as a clue. I'll take the clue and I'll take Oh, wow, full health. Yay! Yay. (laughs) I can Um, think clearly again. That's good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can basically use your healing potion to regain 10 hit points, cancel out the damage you just took, at least. Then you have your movement and action still. Well, look, I'm a fighter, and I'm always a fighter, so I'm going to, like, call upon my pocket of forks. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to shower them in the buttocks of this creature that that tried to sit on me. So that's going to be a fork revenge. would have been a really... Mm-hmm. scary damage attack if you'd thrown Lego. Oh, <laughs> so 
it's in my other pocket. You know, yeah, yeah. No one plays with Lego anymore. It's hard to steal. Scatter it on the ground. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm going to do a fork bum poke <laughs> revenge attack. Do you, do you say uh, any? Do you make any puns about forks Improvise while you're doing that? Oh, it's obligatory, right? You have yeah. to pun about forks while you're doing it. Yeah. Fork I, off! <laughs> I definitely don't want to fork anything. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, cool. Go ahead and make an attack roll. You have advantage on the attack roll, so you roll two and pick the highest result. 18. Wonderful. Roll again. You might get a 20. 14. Let's go for the 18. 100% mm. hit. Again, armor class 5. You almost mm-hmm. can't miss. <laughs> fork that. Fork that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Embrace it. Embrace cool. <laughs> We'll basically count this as a dagger. Do a D4 of damage, which you do with mitochondria up in the mix. Gain the sneak attack bonus as well. That's a 4. Uh-huh. And then... 11. Rolling hot. So I've got my 15, yeah. and then my next... Dexterity as well. Three. This thing is going to... It has a so- mad ability to like ignore hits. I just can't roll the fucking numbers that I need. Um, <laughs> beauty. Uh, you shower this thing with forks. It has a mad reaction. It has a forky time. <laughs> it's perfect. All of these silver forks all of a sudden come in and just kind of like burn and melt as it hits the unsubstance of this thing's body, causing a vicious chemical reaction. It's still going to kill you next turn. Anyway. Possibly. Sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> hey. Oh, okay. Uh... Where did it go? Oh, okay, there, right there. And um, Benny is going to keep going towards it. I'll tell you what, go ahead and make for Benny either an acrobatics or athletics check. If you can beat a 12, he can, like, clear the stadium stands with oh, yeah. movement to attack. Oh, go Benny. 10 plus 1, 11. He's, like, 40... Five or 50 feet away, having to kind of difficult terrain through a few of the crowd members and the and the stands itself. Uh, you'll get him next time, and I will go as far as my movement will carry me. Cool. You can get to the edge uh, of the stands and the yeah. sands. And then I'll pull out like a, a big-ass crossbow that looks way too big for me <laughs> from my backpack somehow. <laughs> it's just all in there, you know? And it's I'm not gonna, bag like, holding by any chance. Yeah, is I'm it? just going to like take a big old shot. 19 to hit. Hell yeah. Well done, laddie. Oh, thanks. That's a D10, apparently. So that's nine points of damage. Nine points. You notice this thing, again, sort of always flickering and undulating. Your shot kind of lands in one of the gaps and does less damage than you think it ought to. Did they just shoot it in the butt crack? Half to four, half to two. Yeah. That's where the fork went. Finally rolling <laughs> those ignore the hit numbers. Put it a bit deeper in. Lovely. Red guard, take a couple of pot shots. <laughs> Naturally hit. They're the red guard, obviously. <laughs> Armor class five. Uh, one shit. of them connects properly. Uh, three damage. I don't actually you know notice all those that these, some of these arrows hit, but again, one of them seems to slip through a gap as this thing undulates out of the way. Um, it is so many butt quite cracks. hard to actually hurt. Beauty. Slippery uh, allies, go ahead and roll that six-sided dice again, somebody. Round of control rolls. Three. Number three, I have written down. Summer Dirt. The hierarch of the Magenta Church pops her head up. She's actually going to call out to Torfina mm-hmm. and be like, girl, don't worry about it. You know, creeps be creeping. And it's going to healing word you, giving you back 13 hit points. I love Ooh. the Magenta Church. <laughs> 13, you big say. Heal. Yeah, big healing word out of summer. That's top of the order. The abstract aberration is, funnily enough, even though Torfina did damage it, well, it's going to like teleport to the other side of you. <laughs> I just want to say here, yeah, that the forks have morphed into this like shield from melting into like a yeah. really perfect butt shape, which is actually protecting me now, so <laughs> good luck. Right. It is going to teleport only like a few feet to go on the other side of mitochondria, uh, envelop you Woo. in this field of just terrible, terrible feelings, and you take 14 force damage. Damn. From its shred reality attack, then it's your turn. At the start of your turn, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw against its cause madness. You can do it. 14 naturally. You can do it. Put your kiss in Plus one. So 15. 15 exactly saves. You do not take damage. Yeah. Yes. You may take your turn as normal. I'm going to blow it another kiss. (laughs) Oh, no. Wait. One per short show. Okay. Rest those lips, girlfriend. Rest those kiss. I know. I can't help it. I love everybody. Okay. Um, But I will say Divine Smite does radiant damage. Okay. Well, I'm going to be radiant. And that was the last spell that I had. You made more radiant. Maury. I'm a pretty lizard. Um, so just a normal natural attack. With advantage because of the fairy fire. Oh, thank God for that. Two and five. <laughs> What's three plus your attack? Yeah, ten. Ten hits. Thank so got goodness. A five armor class. However. Well, when you roll two and three, okay. 
goodness. Um, once again, the flicker comes in to reduce your damage further by half, but roll your damage and we'll see what comes out. Okay, damage. Ten. Two. And what is the smite? Two D8. Notice that the warhammer, like, sinks into this thing a little bit and <laughs> appears to do virtually nothing. Second one. One is six. Nice. And five. Oh, six. Ooh, Eleven extra radiant on top. Uh, appears to shred through its resistances. Can I um, nice. take that moment to have a look around and see what is happening in the crowds? Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Seven. On a seven, too Everything much chaos. This thing is kind of shredding reality around Plus you, I so it's hard concussion. to get a line. Yep. Torfina, I need you to make a wisdom save at the start of your turn uh-huh. against this thing's maddening aura. Sixteen. Hell yeah, you save and are not driven further mad. You may act as normal. <laughs> I don't know what that is. We're all <laughs> mad here. This thing was what not supposed to, it was supposed to damage you and give you the effect mm. of the confusion spell, which gives oh. you like a 50-50 chance of like doing nothing or attacking an I ally. Can see. Great. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna use so, my sneak attack. So uh-huh. you wanna make a like a sword attack and just try to stab the shit out of it? Well, actually I'm gonna use my oh yes, another thing about my character. <laughs> so I have hair that is quite quite amazing actually. It's like a plait, which is really long, it's kind of dreadlocky. I actually keep forks and daggers in there. <laughs> so it kind of works like a whip. Hell yeah. So um, I'm going to do a sneak attack with, with my hair. hair. I'm what going to uh, spin using yeah. this using my fork um, shield dish <laughs> to get a really, really fast spin. Hell so yeah. my hair is just going to go wild. And, um, yeah, it's going to basically, like, I don't know, distort the light of this thing so it, it can't teleport anymore. I said whip it. Uh, whip 100% it not going to pull that much off, but I'm going to get really try. hurt, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, like, fully, like, jump inside of it, I might let you stop it from teleporting, but it'll fuck you up. <laughs> I mean, I've got my sanity back, so why not? <laughs> uh, okay, so you're attacking with advantage. You're yep. going to attack roll first before you damage roll. 12. But I will let you keep the two Whoa. sixes. So roll nice. 2d20s. 15 and 10. Okay. You absolutely hit. Uh, your attack is normally effective. So 12 of the sneak attack damage. You also get to deal a d4 plus 3 with your whip. I so love my hair. Whip it good. Give me psh, 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 psh. With a 3. Nice. 15 plus dex. 18 damage. It's good to be an elf. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's you good can to be a wicked whip. Uh, are you going to do that thing where you like fully jump inside and try to destabilize it from teleporting? Okay. Um, okay. Nice. And she's gone. I'll tell you what, uh, it won't teleport, but you're automatically going to take the madness damage. Don't. No save allowed. Uh, you're automatically mad. I love to see it. Uh, you take... 10 damage of psychic. Um, I was just as there. you just like envelop yourself in this thing, uh, that feeling of dampness in your socks, where it's just like it's just cold and oh, damp. On, that's you just got cool. your shoes on, you just cannot, that's you cannot cool, get out man. of it. It sucks. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> kind of get that depression. <laughs> okay, I just noticed somebody jump in that thing, and now I'm I'm really confused. <laughs> uh, I can't all be confused. But I guess I'm just gonna do the thing. We're all mad here. I'm gonna shoot it anyway because and hope that, you know, that crossbow bolt doesn't hit that person who just jumped inside. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a nat 20. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, that crit. So that's a d10. Can't not roll a 1 on this fucking thing. That's 1. I have no five, objections to this. <laughs> 11. So 15 points of damage. Yes. And for my bonus action, I'm going to keep going, Benny. Keep going. Uh, Benny has movement to actually get up to this thing and attack it this Excellent. turn. Go, Ant. Go, go. It will leap up and bite it. That's a 3 and a 7. That hits. I, I, I feel like that hits. <laughs> <laughs> so that does a d8. Five points of force damage. Uh, you notice as Benny closes in to chomp his uh, metallic chompers down that the form just kind of fully sucks itself out of space and your attack is completely ineffective. So he has a 1 in 4 chance of every attack completely failing, and I have only finally wow. now rolled a 4 on the D4. If, if an Flicker look flickers in and out of existence, you love to see it. <laughs> I mean, I love to see it. <laughs> Where am I going? Yeah, he, you love to see I it, because you're the DM. Yes, you guys are doing quite well. Uh, beauty. The Red Guard. Roll for the misses. Come boys. Uh, Red Guard, both of the arrows fly straight through its non-existence uh, and are ineffective this turn. Fuck James, us. you haven't rolled yet. The D6 to see who comes oh. in to help this yeah. turn. I'll do that. Help That's a four. Me. On a four, 
the kobold priest of red hermitage <laughs> springs into action. He's like, oh, fuck, mate. Um, fucking red guard forever. He's going to also cast a healing word on Torfina to make sure she doesn't die inside of the, <laughs> of the thing. So I can't reach you, but I fucking believe, mate. Ten more hit points back. Nice. Uh, Torfina, as you're just like sitting inside this thing. Wait, you feel wow, that. there's something really screwed. Yeah. Hey, it's, I'm not wearing uh, wet socks anymore. Adrenaline rush <laughs> straight from the pelvis. Your feet kind of immediately are toasty, toasty warm. Oh, You've got nice. that hot water bottle feeling Is right there. Is that a there. marshmallow? No, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Beauty. Uh, abstract Aberration is not going to teleport, but it's just going to deal its force damage to Mitochondria, Benny, and Torfina. All of you take 10 points of force damage to everybody next to the creature and inside the creature. <laughs> Mitochondria, at the start of your turn, please make the saving throw against its maddening aura. So that's nine. On a nine, oh, take 17 Psychic damage. Shit. And uh, I need to quickly look up what the confusion spell does uh, to see whether or not you can act according to your own whim. Okay, I need you to roll a 10-sided dice to see how this maddening aura affects you this turn. 10. On a 9 or a 10, the creature moves and attacks normally. Okay, you take huge damage, but this discombobulation has honestly become familiar to you at this point. <laughs> this is how I live. <laughs> and you just like, fuck it. I got this. Yeah, so you may you may take your turn as normal. Um, okay, does it take a turn to either lay on hands or to take a healing? Lay on hands is an action. Healing potion is a bonus action, meaning you could do both. Okay, cool. Well, I'll lay hands on myself because yeah. I love doing that. And I will lay all hands on me because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm on three damage. <laughs> <laughs> Just empty the, empty the bank? Yeah, I've got three left and I, I kind of need them. So that makes 23 total. Nice. Um, that was the bonus action? That was the action that to do the, the lay on hands. to do the lay on hands. But if I did it the other way around, if the I The healing attacked, potion would be a bonus action and then you could still attack. Okay, well, I want to do it that way then. So yeah. the healing potion is only 10 instead of 20. 10, okay. So oh, that's that's sacrifice I've got to make. Okay, yeah. 13 hit points in total. So I'm going to sledgehammer that son of a bitch. It half dodges. Whoa, 19. Ooh, ooh, uh, nearly. 10. I rolled an 8, so it's 8 plus 5. Half to 6, half again to 3. Sort of hit it with the weapon, it sort of sinks in and sort of moulds around a bit, but you deal some damage. Go ahead and roll for perception. There are a few mechanical things about this 18. thing. Okay. This thing, you've noticed, has no physical attack. It's not attacking people with pseudopods or, like, tentacles. It's just distorting reality around it, mm-hmm. meaning that possibly doesn't have attacks of opportunity because it doesn't actually attack. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You also notice that this thing's aura is extending 10 feet and happens at the start of anybody's turn who starts their turn with it. Um, so, Great, so I run back a little bit. Uh, you pull back to 15 feet. And then DM goes, psych, he does have another attack of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Torfina, you are inside the creature. I will deal you damage automatically, but I will let you roll for wisdom save to see if you can at least not be affected by the confusion spell. 14. On the die, with your wisdom modifier, gets you over 15. You still take 11 psychic damage being inside this thing, but you are not discombobulated and can still continue to attack it from inside. Well, given the knowledge we've just had, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think I'm going to do a a sneak attack. So I'm going to attack and then I'm going to slowly, sneakily get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) I've had enough uh, colour for a day. (laughs) Uh, You are attacking with advantage due to fairy fire. Mm -hmm. Make your attack roll first. Oh. Ah, you got to keep the two ones, though. God. <laughs> That's my sneak attack. Yeah, well yeah. done. Yeah. A ten. It's a little bit harder to surprise it when you're inside it. Yeah, <laughs> surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> so only two points of sneak attack damage, but you do your normal, like, short sword damage. Eight. Eight. Plus two, ten. Halved. And not halved again. We'll say this thing is starting to become increasingly frantically unstable, uh-huh. and you appear to have it on the edge. Tofina, then you exit its threat range. Um, go ahead and roll for Benny. Oh, actually, you want to check, is Benny immune to psychic damage? Uh, cool. Excellent question. Because constructs tend to be. I mean, ants are very, like, detail-focused, aren't they? Yeah. They're just, yeah. It's just single-minded. <laughs> medium construct. Uh, yeah. Conditional immunities, charmed, exhaustion, and poison. No damage immunities? Against poison. Okay, so it's still gonna... Okay. Uh, I still need Benny, then, to make a wisdom saving throw against this thing's aura. Benny's like, my mind! My little ant mind! 
Uh, <laughs> 11. Okay, Benny takes 12 points of psychic damage. Yeah, it's dumb. Okay, Benny <laughs> rears up and then just sparks fly out as its circuitry just misaligns itself and is destroyed. I'm just like, no, no, that was just rude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Politics just gets more and more complicated every year. Violent. Uh, and still, I guess keeping my distance, I will fire another crossbow bolt at it. Yeah, that's a 16 plus stuff. Yep. Nine points of damage. Nine points? You score? A hit. I'll save you, Benny. Yeah, that's... Oh, Benny! Benny. I'll just back up a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, That's Abe. The red guard. Go ahead and shoot their arrows from the roof. Okay, they're going to do some damage. 86 plus two. Max damage from the red guard. Ah. Eight goes boys. down to four. The other eight goes down to two, dealing six damage. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, go ahead and roll for ally. Two. <laughs> Thick boy. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> He's like, I say, go and get them. He pulls out a fucking wand from his robe pocket, <laughs> fires a magic missile at this thing. It has. If he was able to magic missile, the motherfucker should have done it earlier. <laughs> I've been bandaging my terrible sword wound. This whole time. I've been trying to get the people out safely and sure, just making sure, sure and not seen. Everyone knows he was I eating. was having some chicken wings. They are very good. <laughs> I'm going to but do this only thing. on the way, okay? He's doing other things too. <laughs> I love that this creature has two hit points left and Thick Boy's magic missile hits automatically and deals force damage, which this thing's not resistant to. But uh, if I roll three fours on these D4, he will completely miss. Only one of them's a four. Thick Boy blasts this thing into smithereens with his wand of magic missiles. He had to get the last Back shot. Very <laughs> good, I have saved the city. I knew he'd do that. <laughs> the dice tell the story, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Oh, yes, yeah, Thick Boy! Thick boy in the like red guard. Oh. <laughs> His poll numbers are really rising. <laughs> you can't write spin like Elsie this. Elsie abandoned us and then Thick Boy saved us from the monster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is honestly tragic, but I love it. Oh, I hate it. You're out of initiative. Um, luckily, you managed to distract the monster so thoroughly that it only sort of killed a half dozen people. And what happens in the aftermath, I guess, is the question. Well, I, I would like to run up to Benny, and I, I think I can use. I have to use a spell slot to bring it back. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and I'll I'll start working on it and I'll putting pumping some magic into Benny Let's and bring him back. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah. Thick boy kind of turns his attention back to to the audience and sort of okay, people, crisis averted. Everyone, calm down, please. Uh, I suppose we probably should still end the debate early and then uh, take. I'm down in the sand. Early. Yeah, you're in the sand. You've got Tofina. You see, which uh, means everyone Abe. can hear from where I'm yelling. Yes, right. yes. Um, I call out to the audience and to the red guy. Uh-huh. All right, uh-huh. calm your fucking joys. <laughs> calm it down. <laughs> and they all fucking do. Oh, go ahead and roll for <laughs> intimidation. <laughs> it's your strength. Twelve plus four. On a 16, you call out, even like Thick Boy's magically amplified voice is drowned out by your boisterous 18 constitution having shout. Respect um, my authority. That's it. Yeah, the Red Guard all sort of quickly stand to attention and the people kind of even sort of pause for a second in their hurry to evacuate mm-hmm. the arena, kind of take a second to go, oh yeah, actually everything's, mm-hmm. it's fine, no one's under attack, Gwyneth is gone, and now that everyone gone, is paused. orb is broken, everybody's okay. Now that everyone's paused, I call out to the Red Guard, uh-huh. Take care of any injured and then report back. Lovely. Yes, you can see hands and waves go up from around the crowd as the injured people are tended to. Clean up in aisle four. Yes. Clean up uh, in aisle four. And uh, the three of you sort of find yourselves uh, together on the sand in the aftermath of this, frankly, wild encounter. I'm going to climb up through the seating uh, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. where I last saw my mother. And on the way, I am going to find the fullest bottle of beer that has been dropped on the floor and I am going to guzzle <laughs> that shit. It. Love it. Uh, yeah, you see your mother's still up in the box. There's a couple of the Red Guard who are making pot shots from up there, sort of like wave and go, yeah, we're fine. Everyone's yeah, good up here. Cool. I give them a thumbs up. Yeah. All right, lads, first drinks on me. Woo! Let's get fucked up. Let's party. Post-trauma beer <laughs> fest. Let's process some anguish. Man, this should happen all the time. Uh, I will say, I believe, that uh, our good cobalt friend Abe and Mitochondria oh, have yeah. established some backstory. So the fact that your old friend of the family is there in the stands as you're kind of moving up, you I actually cross him immediately. I did note that yes. the, the ant 
looked familiar. Yeah. You know, it's not often you, uh, you have a little mechanoid ant crawling past and fighting on your behalf, <laughs> and you tend to recognise these things, isn't it? <laughs> and, and I did know that mitochondria shouted very, very, very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Abe, the fuck you're in the audience as well. I'm glad you're all right. Oh, hey there, mitochondria. And like, I, I kind of scamper up and like give you a big hug across your waist yeah, because right, I'm right, shorter right, than right. you. Not in front of anybody, but please. Oh, just, it's so mind. good to see. Are you okay? It's not like looking around and see if you're injured. Are you injured? I'm all right. I hope I'm you're not right. injured. I'm all oh, right. what is this? I don't, I don't even scratch, know. Though. It's just a scratch. It, it looks like a, like a weird kind of scratch. Are you... Oh, is your mind okay? Are you... No, oh, actually, that's an old scar. That's from where the oh. trunk was. It's just oh, like a little yeah. scar there. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard about that whole... Uh, <laughs> that whole... That, I don't like, even know what to call that. It was just a phase that was going through. <laughs> <laughs> Growing pain. Very long phase. Um, yeah, we, look, we all go through that. A couple of days. Yeah. So it's been a few weeks. Could you... Can I meet you afterwards? Like, I've got to gather troops now and take care of my mom, but... Oh. You want to yeah, meet back at the tavern for of a course, drink? Of course, of course. Let's meet in some tavern. catching up, to be honest. Yeah. No, that'll be great. Right. I can't wait to see you. All right. To I'll, talk I'll to meet you, you back at the tavern. Yeah. Uh, my blood lord, would you still like that change room? You're trying to say something. <laughs> Just thought before you go to the pub, it might be. I, I slipped over in something. It wasn't. It was a. There was a. There was a miscalculation. Of course. Of and course. there was. It's this. I'm not normally this. I just thought looking. I'd let you know it's there. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I. I, I do. Can I borrow? I'll, I'll see let you me borrow your coat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go now. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, yeah. so I've climbed up to mum and yes. she's looking all right. I was like, oh dear, that was terribly exciting now, wasn't it? It was, mum. I oh. want you to go home now. I was worried that the thing was going like, to appear and tear my mind asunder even again. But uh, no, it was fine. You got in there right quick. Love right. to see it. Thank um, you, Did notice Timothy went inside the orb and then you smashed it. You noted that, did you, It was slightly... Like, I think... Um, Honestly, it's like it's a complex issue, so I'm not going to come down one way or the other right now. You know, yes, you made a snap decision in the moment. Yes, mum. Honestly, your dad would have done the same. <laughs> Where's Hon- the you know, it's like <laughs> it was the most direct action, Ooh. and it, it, you know, like there's a lot of people out here. Thank and you. And that orb was thank you, mum. Terrifying, you know, lots of people to save. You put your you put your community ahead of your friends. And as a leader, that's honestly very admirable. I'm surprised by that, Mumsy. Really? I am. Thank you. Um, obviously. Are you all right? Oh, me. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good how, how is she dealing? Really? Uh, roll, roll for... Um, <laughs> roll for composure. She's like, uh, <laughs> now that you ask, she completely balls into tears. <laughs> <laughs> That's more, that's more what I was expecting, to be honest. Oh, how about she stops? She's like, oh shit, how am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, it's like, okay, miss, let's go home now, let's go home. <laughs> the red guard fully just like pick her up. Thank you, lads. Take her to a house bed, will you? Um, Oh, Timmy. <laughs> it's I all knew. my fault. I failed you as a mother. I uh, fucking knew that was coming. There we go. <laughs> yes, Lucretia is taken back to House Hardfire and run a cold bath. Lord Thick Boy is kind of continuing to preside. Uh, Allura sort of just like just be, just being awfully embarrassed. Just like, yes, good. Uh, good job there. <laughs> I um, accidentally stabbed the mayor. Oi. This sucks. Ah, fuck. Look, look, look we, all, we all have our embarrassing moments. Um, speaking of which, I'm going to go and catch a shower. Um, <laughs> uh, look, look, you tried your best, Dolan, but you can't be perfect all the time, can you? Hey, no, no, none of us can. She's like, ah, uh, I suppose she meets you up in the box and says, all right, now that the uh, crowd is settled, Lord Thickboy hey. would like to see us. That's... Of course he right. fucking, fucking would. Um, if he takes credit for the entire thing one more time, I swear to God, I'm oh going to no, smack him in the face. Oh, no, he's definitely like, you know, it's like a, a you loosened it for me kind of thing. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's uh, elected to hold the meeting down at the pub, though, just to be, uh, uh, you know, a thick right. boy. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Honestly, he gets it sometimes. He <laughs> gets, gets some brownie points, then we'll get that. <laughs> uh, sometime later, you meet down the pub. Yes, you take a short rest and meet... Basically at Redguard Manor, you know, you guys have a pub downstairs. Of course we do. Uh, plenty of beer on tap. 
Abe, you sort of arrive again, and Thick Boy meets you all and says, Yes, good, good, come, welcome, Bard, Lud, Lord, uh, Lord, Lieutenant of Fina. My gosh, what a move. You jumped right into that thing. No thought for your own safety whatsoever. It's just, you know, love to see it in the guards. Um, and Master Abe. Oh, hey. Yeah, it's good to see you. I was, uh, Bit and Bob, you see Bit and Bob Iggy are both there as well. I <laughs> uh, have got some very interesting things to say, and it's good that you showed up as well. Now, friends. <clears throat> Yes, Blood Lord. Excellent work down there in the sands. You really Cheers, held mate. it together. You know, you lined it up for me to take that last shot and finish <laughs> the monster off, saving the town. I mean, teamwork, as always, gets the job done. As I say, we are all duopolis. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, there are some talk shows going on that night, and they're like, the Lord Big Boy single handedly says, <laughs> under his flawless direction. <laughs> so, um, quite. A mess has been made. However, the orb has been neutralized, which is great. It's not going to cause anybody any more problems. Of course, uh, there are still people in there, and we're hopefuling, hopeful to get it sorted out. But I like hopefuling. Gwyneth Let's keep hopefuling. Remains at large. Aye. Allura has already taken back to the old guard to attempt to find her, but frankly, she's been useless the last month. I don't imagine she's going to get much done. It's up to you. Uh, Bit and Bob have uh, checked the orb and uh, think that they can possibly get it working again in order to, for us to launch a rescue, but I'm quite adamant that we do it after the election. You know, I want a full council there ready to d- make the decisions as to what can be done. All right, I don't think that's very fair to all the people that are in that uh, competition of yours. I know that Elsie is in there. I mean, she's still on the ballot, of course, you know, and she may come back alive if she wins. Like, but do you, do you think it wise, you know, making making a rush of it? Assuming it can be fixed at all, of course. I think perhaps that we should not be making any decisions without all of the decision makers present. Indeed. Of course, uh, i got to pull out that old chestnut of the fact that while the election has not happened yet, I am still Lord Mayor and have full authority <laughs> in this area. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, while... A discussion must be had. Bit Bob, they assure me that they will work tirelessly on the orb to at least decide if it can be reactivated. But Gwyneth remains at large. And as long as she is alive and kicking, I am not doing shit with that orb. I'm sure you can understand that mitochondria. I can. Until she is brought to heal, we cannot trust this device to be activated. I'm not sure we can trust this device to be put together, to be honest. Exactly, exactly. But that I, does not mean that we should be hasty in trying to bring about certain conclusions. Indeed, we should not be hasty about turning the orb on. I'm glad we both agree on that. That was not the conclusion yes, that I was good. referring to. <laughs> yeah, fat fuck. I want you to go ahead and make a wisdom, uh, sorry, a charisma intimidate check. I was going to say, because wisdom, really? Me? Um, plus four <laughs> against Thick Boy's social armor class of 18. Start play fixing bats. Natural fucking 20. Oh! oh. <laughs> the red guard fully goes. Oh! oh. Boy has to kind of check himself like, fuck. <laughs> he says, well, that's shaming, I see. Well, fine, <laughs> fine. I will, in this time, bow to your authority as leader of the Red Guard and uh, authority in the city. Um, yes, <laughs> wipes a little tear. Um, <laughs> I'm now, okay, mitochondria what can has I say? no shit about I'm a this. hedonist. <laughs> we really um, brought up some childhood trauma for him. Mitochondria is enjoying this. No. Me as a person, I feel really bad right now. <laughs> it's brutal. Uh, but you've got to be brutal sometimes to cut mm. to the truth of it. I mean, he's evil, but he doesn't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yes, how to react. <laughs> it's like, fine, well. That's all right, go eat your feelings. Yes, Fuck, he says. I've got to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I shall retire. <laughs> Cooks <laughs> all of the chickens. <laughs> um, you go get Gwyneth and we'll see about the orb if you can get her. Uh, and he makes his exit. Crying all the while. Crying all the while. <laughs> uh, Bit and Bob Iggy sort of remain and say, Mickey's like, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> wow, living for this drama. Robert's like, yes, you drew upon his uh, self-image in order to cut his reasoning out from underneath him. Yes, it was violent but effective. Mm, mm, mm. Thanks, lads. Um, Thanks. The orb. Uh, yes, we've had a look at it. You really did a fucking number on that thing. It's messed 
up. But we are the best artificers in the city and we will get it sorted. Uh, the off switch was taken, but we think, I don't know. Honestly, I don't well, know. I could, I, could, I could tell you what I, I think it looked like from mm, when I saw mm. it. you got to at least maybe have a visualisation of what it's supposed to do. It's something. It's something. Bit pipes up and says, now, nobody ever really figured out who made the orb to begin with. Right. It was definitely a gnome. And there was this guy, an alum of the Artificers Academy, who kind of, uh, you know, it was a bit, of a bit of a wild card and sort of dropped off the radar a year or two ago. And... Nobody sort of saw or heard from him. His name was Felix. All right. And, you know, in the aftermath of the Battle of the Orb, as it has come to be known, <laughs> a, a rat folk kind of of gnomish cast was found uh, and he had kind of all the accoutrement of an artificer. We think that perhaps there's a lead. Uh, Abe, uh, if you can kind of try to follow up on his work, you might be able to find some designs. Yeah, what do I know this this guy? I will say, yeah, you've been you left the Heartfire family maybe like nine or so, nine ten years ago. Okay, uh, and then went to the Artifices uh, Academy after. Yeah. So I will say, yes, you do remember Felix again. Absolute. Well, this guy makes Peter Piper look like you know a bit of a straight laced gentleman, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and you know, kind of had some kind of wild ideas. So you're not at all surprised that he might have gotten caught up with the Rat Brigade. Yeah, that guy was a bit of a wild card. Uh, do you do we know where he is right now? Do um, we have him in oh, custody? Oh, no, he's fully dead. Yeah, oh. Elsie, Elsie killed the shit out of him. Right. But I will say, yeah, yeah. as well, you being a kobold, actually. Uh, he's fully dead, but you're a kobold and an artifice. So this guy 100% tried to recruit you into the Rat Brigade ahead of the revolution. Yeah, but no, I won't tell anybody about that. <laughs> yeah. <Lies. laughs> um, but, you know, uh, obviously he had an office at the school and you probably know where he lived. You might be able to check on that lead as well. Yeah, it'd be good to just take a look at his notes and see what he wrote down and maybe we'll f- figure out a way to get this orb started again, you know, whether Mr. Thickboy likes it or not. Yes, Bob says, yes, regardless of politics until yeah. we have a functioning orb no decision can be made I'm, I'm happy to help but i'm still a bit confused i still haven't healed yet <laughs> oh, uh, do i do i just need to uh have a drink and that'll help or what? a drink will help <laughs> yeah. you know a drink a bit, bit says you know what at the end of the day a drink and a good night's sleep do everybody the world of good you i'm ready to go living, you love living <laughs> in a magical world uh, no matter how injured you are eight hours sleep on a nice bed will get you right as rain magic um, well we're down at the pub I'm checking on my crew, of course. Yep. Red Guard are all Red mostly Guard all gets accounted a drink on for. Me. Everybody's happy to have mark um, 100 gold off of your family yep. <laughs> inventory. Yep. Um, so they get a, they they all get a drink on me, and yep. I make a point to send uh, a whiskey to Batand, the summer dirt, and oh, yes. the kobold. Thick boy would have gotten a drink too, but then he was a dick. He was crying. Yeah. So um, I get his whiskey. Nice. <laughs> um, that's and, it. Yes, Bertrand uh, and the... Bob get one as well. Hell yeah, love. At which point I yes. make a quiet exit and ask my mates to come with me. Yeah, you sort of like elbow Lieutenant Florence. He's like, yeah, yeah I'll make a distraction. He starts a round of... She's a jolly good one. Hey, 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 Probably yeah, a private I, office I need, in the matter I need itself. somewhere that cannot be interrupted. Nice. We get to the office. Mm-hmm. We close the door. <laughs> and I fucking break down. Uh, oh, the, I, oh I no. The, I don't... Did I do the right thing? Just tell me I did the right thing, because I don't... Uh, everybody I know except my mom's in there. It's, I, it, these are my friends. These are my family. And I've, I've just locked them in. I don't know... What have I done? What the fuck have I done? I'm going to go over to Mitochondria and give her a big hug. I I do remind her that she just made someone cry. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me feel better, thank you. (laughs) Um, Abe, as an artificer, go ahead and roll like Arcana with advantage. Torf, if you want to roll like for an insight check as well, just to sort of like read the D20 plus your wisdom insight check. Read the room, read the Uh, community. 17 on the Arcana check. A two. (laughs) Uh, It's just like, oh shit, Bloodlord crying, Bloodlord crying, what do I do? What do I do? I go into a fetal position and start rocking. (laughs) (laughs) This is how I empathize. Um, Obviously the the community is obviously going to be reacting to all of this 
in kind of a kaleidoscopic way that's hard to tell. A, you're like, the orb is old news by now and you've definitely been reading the, the reports about like what the fuck was going on. So you understand that there is a world inside the orb. On a 17 arcana, I'll even give you the lead that you're like, the world inside the orb is not inside the orb. Well, that's the, the dimension Inside the I orb, had. but the orb. not inside the orb. <laughs> Itself is a four-dimensional <laughs> portal to another plane. He has psychological damage. <laughs> um, meaning that people don't go inside the orb and therefore if you break the orb, they're not necessarily dead. You can at least mm. tick that box. Yay. Uh, getting out of the orb without the orb is 100% not a thing that's going to happen, so that much is at least very serious. But you can at least assure mitochondria that the fact that the orb has been broken is not a death sentence to anybody in question. I, I tell her that. Look, for the record, I, I, I think that what you did was, was really noble and, and really brave. And I, I don't think many people would have been able to make that call. But also, I, I've been doing a, lo- a bit of my own reading, and I, I don't think they're gone. All these people that you care about, I don't think they're gone, gone. I think, I think there might be a way. Okay, so have you heard of space, time, and the universe and dimensions? If you're going to start chanting and bringing crystals out, I'm going to leave you. <laughs> no, okay, so it's more like, uh, so imagine this piece of paper is a plane in the universe, right? Ten years later. <laughs> and I, 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 I punch a hole in it, you know, you see the whole new grass Tyson kind of thing, and, and balloons appear. And, uh, okay. Red strings across the wall. And, and, and Taurus still on the field. And therefore, <laughs> yeah. and therefore, in theory, it is possible that this orb was a way of punching a hole through one dimension and into another. And if we could somehow like replicate that, that tunnel between dimensions, we could find a way to bring all these people back. Thank you, Av. I actually feel like we've gone through university and come out the other side. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> right, so, 10 years. <laughs> but, we, but we still have, we have to put that orb back together. Is that what you're saying? There's no other way to do it. Well, I don't really know all the details. It, it might have to do with putting the orb back together. There might be a way to replicate uh, the effects of the orb uh, without the orb itself being intact. I'm, I'm not super sure on the, on the details. Right. Thank you. Research Thank you. Yes. It's yeah. been, it's, um, I'd like to do a wisdom check. On what? Around, <laughs> around putting the orb back together. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make your wisdom check. This can also be an insight roll. 15. 15. Yeah, you're like, oh, man. Um, All this rocking around. Some wisdom. <laughs> having some time in the fetal position to kind of get it. That's how she thinks. Uh, Abe's <laughs> discussion of the cosmos, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, look, there is, like, the world as we see it, the prime material plane, the place where people live and die. Once people die, their consciousness or soul is assumed to go elsewhere. The gods of the sky are well known and well talked about. You yourself as a red guard, you know, you are well inducted in the church of red. And it is assumed that when you die, you'll go to the effectively like the halls of Valhalla where all the sort of great warriors of the past party on and brawl forever in glorious revelry. And that this sort of realm of the drowned rat, like the violet hell, if I can use that word in inverted commas, because this is a warlock thing, it's kind of an underworld situation. Uh, So turning the orb on, you know that the orb was designed to suck people into this dimension. That's essentially what was going on. So turning it on could cause people to be sucked in, but that's kind of what we want. We want to go in there so that we can get our people out again. Not being a sort of an arcane knowledge person you don't know how safe that is but mm. it could probably be done you know opening up portals to dimensions Do is now, the stuff later. of <laughs> heroic legend and you guys are heroes i will say furthermore that gwyneth is definitely an item of some interest to you you're a red guard you guys have been in charge of trying to find this bitch for a month and she keeps getting away she has the ability to disguise self at will she can make herself look like anyone of a properly sort of elf orc kind of size. Um, so identifying her has been the issue. Without an ability to detect that magical spell that she's casting on herself, finding her is a trick. But you do know that the, I will say the Slumlord's Tavern, a place that we've talked about oft, is a treasure trove of information for the lowlifes of the city. And she has certainly been active in that, in the fringes of the community in order to, you know, be moving around and staying out of trouble. 
So, uh, guys, I reckon from my time inside um, all of those colours when I jumped in with my cool hair, um, <laughs> I had I had some moments of realisation. And one is, like, once you're in the magenta, you're always in the magenta, which means you go in and you're out. And you know how you had your elephant trunk for a while, which is, which is banging. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, so that's, you know, it comes and it goes. It's like our friends. They come, they go, you know. So we just have to uh, find Gwyneth. And I think I had a memory of, like, some of my rogue mates who are, uh, are down actually one of the alleys we can we can go there now and we can ask them because I reckon I reckon they'll be able to tell us where she is and they owe me and I do have um, some of their stuff so I can trade that back and (laughs) (laughs) I'm picking up what you're putting down to be honest I need a nap (laughs) and I think that we could possibly do this in the morning once we've gotten some rest I will say uh, frankly I've got a fucking headache um, based on like the fact that shit went down kind of in the mid morning, it's only like afternoon. If you guys take fuck. eight hours, <laughs> you could get to work at midnight after a full fuck rest. My life. <laughs> I only sleep for four hours, so you know. <laughs> oh, these I'm, I'm elves always flexing on us. Yeah. <laughs> the four hours of sleep. Yeah, no, right. it's just yeah. superior. What yeah, can you I guys say? could take a long rest and still sort of get to work in the in the depths of the night and try to sort of track well, that, down. That's some, when she's going to be active. Not trying to do it anyway. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All right, and you know what? It's, it's not always a good idea to jump right back into the action immediately after. Mm. Such a deep, painful uh, set of decisions that you've made. I was rocking. And I was the rocking. Concussion. <laughs> <laughs> the concussion and unwisely drinking on top of the concussion. Oh, not a bad um, On the it. way home for my nap, I'll check in on the pie shop. Um, uh, yeah, the kids are in a tizzy. Um, I'm really sorry, kids. I didn't mean it. I didn't nice. mean to do it. There was so. nothing really I could do. <laughs> Please Let's don't beat rolls. me up on mass. Um, they are kind of like, they're, 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 they're feeling it, right? They're like, I'll say Jimothy is kind of like this fucking bitch and just like storms out as soon as you walk in. But I'm Abigail's sorry. like, Jimothy, oh, come on. He's just upset because mum is inside of the orb and potentially lost forever. <laughs> and so is Tobias, our favorite what brother. A baby. Um, it's painful, but loss is part of life. <laughs> she sort of like puts two dwarven hands on your arms and goes, we know that you love our mother. We know that we love our mother and that she loss. got out of the orb once and nobody puts Mrs. Mugwort in the, corner. the fuck down, <laughs> man. If it's possible to still be alive, mum is still alive. I'm going to get our mum back. I She'll promise. be back to make pies, you. that's for sure. You're a good lass I... and take care of the shop. You know yeah. she'd have my hide if anything happened to it. That's it. <laughs> we, we, the oven is Still on. a girl. She would kick our asses if we stopped trading for even I, a day. She'd kick my ass for letting you do it. Um, you just you just go get that fucking bitch. I will. I promise. Uh, and, yeah, try to get that orb again. Um, she's like, Tobias was talking about, uh, like, magic, arcane, religion. Honestly, it's a bit much. But he was doing this, like, he, he drew a circle with all the colours on it, like, where the violet was, like, in between magenta and blue. But also opposite the Chartreuse, which are our warlock friends on the uh, on West Lake. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to like deal with violet magic, like yeah, that's some. I can't I can't exactly remember what he was talking about. I'm not a cleric, um, but yeah, you're a, you're a magenta already, right? As a paladin, Aye. So if you can find a blue friend um, or find a, a Chartreuse friend, you might be able to ah uh, wrangle wrangle that fucking rat. Yeah. Thank you, Lass. You're, hey, no you're a good girl. <laughs> Here's a pie. I am dead. <laughs> I remember you like salmon. Give That's me why we went to the shop. Oh, yeah. Let's um, make apologies. Frosty milkshake as well. Uh, frosty chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> we should save the city more often. And with that, we will end our session. Woo. <laughs> Big Sode, thank you for listening. Mm. It's only going to get more dramatic from here. We'll see you next week with the same crew. We're going to follow Mitochondria and her new friends for a couple of episodes before returning to the mysterious orb. So thank you. I'm Damien Ashcroft. Thank you for playing Amy Essman. Thanks for the pie. Thanks for playing (laughs) Elizabeth Savage. Thank you, my darling. And thank you, James Edgar Lim. Oh, thank you. Hey, we'll see you all next week. We'll see you all next week because you're the audience and you love us. Um, you can follow Surrealia Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook. You can support Surrealia Podcast on Patreon. 
to gain access to the soundtrack, to gain access to our monthly bonus episode, and even to contribute offers for the show. Maybe you want to name an NPC, and we'll see you next time. Like and subscribe. That's it. <laughs> Take good long rests. That's the bell button. After trauma. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was yeah. Fun.